0: Hello, it's Nicole Leemaster, Coleology, a consciousness podcast, and today I have Niles Diggs on the phone, and he has previously been with me for another podcast, and today we're going to go into another topic so it will be a completely different topic and um, he studied aviation at Ohio State University while playing football from 1996 to 1999. After college he played 12 years with the NFL as a linebacker and he was drafted by the Green Bay Packers in 2000 where he played six seasons Carolina Panthers for four, St. Louis Rams for one, and San Diego Chargers for his last and final season in 2011. He currently does a post-game radio and also a TV show for the San Diego Chargers. He's an assistant coach at Point Loma High School, a spokesman for Go For It, and he extensively reads and studies materials such from such beings as Ram Dass and Alan Watts and other others alike concerning consciousness and awakening to enlightenment, and Everybody who's been listening knows that um, I'm dyslexic and hate the introduction, but for some reason, today, that wasn't so bad.
1: (laughs) You nailed it. That sounded great.
0: (laughs) So, yay!
1: (laughs) Got it right on the money.
0: (laughs) Uh, That felt good. I wish that's how it always was for me.
1: (laughs) Well, practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, I guess you know, having no set expectations and just enjoying that it was easy today. And for some reason it was and that's awesome.
1: Yeah. You you just look at today and what it gives you and and that's what matters most. And you nailed it today. Tomorrow you try to nail it again. If not, on to the next day.
0: Yep, that's right. (laughs) So, how are you?
1: I'm well. I'm well. I am going through change, a lot of change in life right now, moving from the West Coast to the East Coast, to Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, going through a a significant, unique set of uh, emotions and feelings. I've always been a West Coast guy. From Phoenix, Arizona, which is where we first met in elementary school, and uh, (laughs) have uh, been out here ever since. Uh, in, in this region of the country and, um, other than my career taking me other places, uh, but now going back to Charlotte and, and, and appreciating it because it's a place where I've, I've lived for four or five years, um, as I played in the NFL, but, um, now looking at it, um, in post career, when I don't have to stay there, it's, uh, it's I'm appreciating it, um. For, for things I didn't see. I was always either at practice or in the house sleeping or resting or in the stadium or whatever. I never really saw the city, never never explored it, and now I'm getting the opportunity to. But the change itself moving and going from the even the weather change but just change itself moving has just kind of shaken me up a little bit um, in a way that I've, I've been struggling lately to understand, because I know that change is, is the only thing that that is constantly going to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's always, always, always going to be changed. And I intellectually understand it, but I, I'm not sure I believe it. Um, <laughs> And I've been noticing the difference between the two lately because I can be driving in the car and and see certain sites like, oh, I'm not going to see you again. Or I will, but my mind says, oh, you're never going to see, you know, this Hollywood or downtown LA forever, ever again. When in fact, you know, I'll be out here probably at the end of the next month. So it's kind of the game that our mind plays with us with change. Um, The mind, the ego does not like change. I. I'm getting very good at noticing my ego and 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 kind of witnessing it because it it really does my ego teaches me a lot. I don't necessarily care to react and 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 uh, be and, and kind of behave from the ego standpoint, but I can appreciate it and I I I, I do see where it. It shows me where where I get stuck, where I'm stuck at, where where I'm clinging on to in life. Um, which I, or, I mean, I probably wouldn't notice if I didn't go through this experience. Uh, which it was the, the the problem, the trouble I'm having with this change. Just this this simple move. It's not simple, but this move I'm making, and uh, I know it's the right thing to do. My kids are living out there. I'm going out there for the right reasons. I don't have any. Uh, mistake in, in what I'm doing, or where I'm going, or why. Uh, but my my ego is definitely convinced that we should not, or I I should not uh, be doing this, and I shouldn't. You know, it's given me the runaround about it. Yeah. But it's also, I guess, when I do, when I'm able to witness it, i when I'm able to witness the ego and see and and experience what what it's kind of putting in front of me and it's clinging and it's kicking and screaming. I mean, that's me, you know, that's still me. And, and, um, I'm not making, I'm not into making the ego, the enemy. I, I don't think that that's the way to go. I don't think of like completely eliminating it. I think that, I mean, God gave us ego as well and he gave us the ability to think and it's all grace, and it's all God, in my opinion. Yeah, that's and beautiful. It just needs—it's just got bad programs. It's just been programmed through my youth, through my past experiences, through others' experiences, through my beliefs um, to get stuck and to get clean. And I think that's part of the human condition um, in this lifetime. So I'm more or less on the purifying the ego. Um, path rather than eliminating the ego. So and
0: I. Oh, do you mind if I jump in re- really quick? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, like, I love where you're going with this, and um, I've been on a similar uh, journey with kind of embracing it and not trying to eliminate it and and friend it, right? And in this process, I've kind of. You know, like what you're saying, I've even come to a place where it's almost as if, like, yes, it's been programmed, right? And we run these programs. And and it does have a tendency to get us stuck in in really kind of, like, re-traumatizing ways is what I'm noticing in my experience or, like, with clients I work with, right? But what I'm also noticing as I, I've been doing this um, series on YouTube called A Journey Back to My Heart, and it's definitely playing around with a lot of my ego structures and core beliefs. And what I'm finding with my relationship to my ego is a lot of it is like this little piece of me uh, that... It's just calling for healing. Like I'm stuck in this place, and and my ego is like holding on to something because it was like hurt in in like some way in in context with like whatever it is that like is coming up. And so I've been playing around with this idea of. Um, when I'm stuck and the ego's like flailing and kicking and if, if I'm resourced enough that day to observe it and not actually to go into it because I'm still not resourced enough to always observe it. I'm not in that place. Like sometimes I will run the pattern and it will be the whole pattern. (laughs) And some days I can witness it and like only my toes in it. And on those days I'm like asking myself myself, Like, oh, poor little one, like dear little one, what is it that you need right now? And I'm coming to like this awesome place that it's like fundamentally, and and this could be wrong, it's just where I am right now, it's just the lens I'm viewing through right now, but fundamentally, it's coming back to my attachment, like my attachment to primary caregivers, which basically... um end up being my attachment with anybody i choose to be intimate with and it and it plays out in all different ways depending on how close my intimacy with like someone is and so i'm kind of wondering as i say all that uh what your thoughts are
1: around some of that well it's you you really hit a lot of key pieces i think one is um when you when you are getting caught and you do run the whole gamut of, of the whole story that your ego tells you, um, you you in fact still are noticing that you you not, might not be witnessing it as soon as you would like, but I just heard you say that you did catch you do realize that you do run the full gamut of it, and that's growth to me, and, and that in my opinion is is what we as human beings are here to do on this earth is to grow we're here to cultivate our heart we're here to be stronger we're here to be to grow as a human being i mean that's what we are on this planet right now (laughs) are human beings and we're not here to just um kind of just spin our wheels and waste time and, and, and blow 80 or 90 years that i don't think is our purpose here i think we uh, lose touch with that other than, I mean, in this day and age, we've got a lot of distractions. We've got um, certain, even certain beliefs that can distract us from that fact. But if you really want to dig deep and really find the essence of what are we doing here and why are we here, keep asking yourself that question why, it, and it'll take you down some, some deep rabbit holes. But I think that that's growth. I think that what you have discovered about yourself isn't such a bad thing. I think that it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. When you're, when you are your younger self, you're developing that ego anywhere from six to 15 months, that ego, I mean, you are figuring out identification. You've realized that you are separate from the world, that food just isn't, it's outside of yourself. It's not just like a uh, uh, an instinct and you start getting fed, like when you're in the womb. So there's a lot of things that are changing in the in the world from from being in the womb and, and out of the womb. Right. And those, those attachments occur naturally. Now, where they get tricky is where you start to relate those and get identified with those attachments. And when you start relating those into other relationships that are separate and and independent and and that's where things get get hairy when you start relating your relationship with your mom to the relationship with your husband or boyfriend then that gets a little sketchy Um, and vice versa when he does the same to you but that is what we do that's that's a lot of what we do and it's not healthy (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but we're starting to see that. I mean, we are, if we can, if we just slow down a little bit and pay attention to what's happening in, in, in our daily life, we, we can very much see that and identify it. Yeah. Now, you know, there's obviously the part, okay, well, that's great and all, but how do I how do I work on that? How do I fix it? How do I detach? Well, that's, everybody's got their own way. You know, I've, I've done talk therapy. I've done biofeedback. I've done a whole, butt whole slew of, of treatments to, to help me just get in a better place mentally, um, to be able to, uh, recognize the ego and, and understand all these dynamics because a lot of people I speak with, you know, and, and, and no fault of their, this is my opinion, but, uh, they Definitely everybody's entitled to their own, but, you know, my opinion is, you know, we have an ego, and we have soul, and we have awareness, and self, and a small self, and all this stuff, so when people hear me, they're like, I don't know what it is, I you know, is that Holy Spirit, is that Spirit, is it what is that, you know, and it's all the same, it just depends on what time frame you're referencing, because we've been talking about this for ages, um, yeah. even before religion, and it's just been called different things. So depending on where you're from, your culture, your background, your belief systems, your you know your heritage, all that stuff, that's fine. as long as we find out what terms mean what things, and we care enough about ourselves to to delve in a little deeper into those things. so even now for me, with this change is, I've been. You know, studying, you know, philosophy and, and spiritual and Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, Hinduism, Sufism, all these religions. Um, and I still have to go back and kind of reference things every now and then because I know, I know that change is going to happen. I know that change is permanent. And I know it sounds kind of like paradoxical, but I know change is the only thing that's going to keep happening, always. We're going to change. I'll be Ash one day. Everything that I can see, every single form that I can identify and see or even think of in my mind will change. And so that understanding I had, but when it comes to me and some emotional trigger or whatever it may be that it could be whatever, the ego and the subconscious, it is so subtle that I haven't detected it and, and many people don't. Next thing you know, they're upset or they're crying or they're up, you know they're fighting or whatever it may be before they realize it. So something in me in this change has triggered something that is uncomfortable in me and, and being able to address that and slow life down, I just have the ability to sit back, take a few deep breaths, close my eyes and really kind of contemplate and reflect on what it is that I'm uncomfortable with. And and that's a process. I'm not expecting an answer right now. I'm not expecting. Oh man, I gotta. Okay, as when I open my eyes up, everything's gotta be better. That's just not true. I feel better. My body's calmer. I mean, and my heart has gotten back to a, a, a regular rhythm. But I, cha- it's still happening. Change is still. I'm still gotta go, and I gotta move myself out of storage and da 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 da. And so it's really about finding that that happy medium between. Okay, we're gonna progress. And we're going to grow as I understand myself and why I'm uncomfortable with this. And that just comes down to uh, compassion for yourself. I mean, we talk a lot about compassion towards others. It all starts with compassion towards yourself. You've got to be nice. to You've got to be kind to yourself. You've got to forgive yourself. You've got to be... You know, open and open arms to yourself, and and really embrace your change, embrace your growth, and embrace your stumbles, embrace your lessons. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and stop being so critical and cruel to yourself. You know, like this is part of life. This is part of if you you have to go through these things in order to grow. And and growing is why we're here. Growing is what we're doing here. And if there was if there was no trips and falls. What would you use to grow? Like, if there was no material for the classroom, if there was no book, if there's no, no homework, no tests, how are you going to learn anything? <laughs> you know, you've got to have curriculum in order to grow. And, and our experiences on earth are exactly that. They're curriculum, they're lessons, they're decisions we make. Oh, shouldn't have made that decision, should have went left instead of right. Or, <laughs> oh, I should have just, I mean, better should have asked for directions. You know, like, there's all these things we can use. We normally choose to to ignore them and just kind of keep moving on or react to them as like, Oh, it's your fault that I turned right instead of left. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've gotten into this place where we're blaming everyone except ourselves. And that's just, you know, it's nothing but deflection and denial, which is not healthy, which is the worst thing we could do. But, um, I think our society is, is starting to, is, is, you know, we're in a bit of an ego flash right now. And and we're starting to recognize how stuck and where we are as a society. And, and that's really important, I think, in a lot of ways. But I think with the political climate and and everything that's been happening uh, the past eight, ten months, it's it's been interesting to watch uh, just our media... And and our um, collective consciousness really kind of shift into into a little bit more awareness, you know. And, and I talk to a lot of people about it, and they're they're just even on TV, you know. You can see it, it, my best source of getting a pulse on, on socioeconomic status or social, you know, social consciousness is our comedians. Because that's, I find a lot of truth in comedy. Yeah, um, so do I. Because, you know, they will say what it actually is, but we, you know, we laugh because it's true.
0: Right, (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) You know, so I I like to watch comedies. I like to hear stand-ups. I like to watch um, Daily Show and things like that. I love Noah and and what he, the spin he brings on it. But there are... um, I'm talking with Trevor Noah on, I think it's, believe, Comedy Central, I believe.
0: I'll, but, have to, I'll have to check it out. I haven't watched like any TV this last year. No.
1: Oh well, he, he's a great. Not that you should. You have to watch. Well, you're not missing anything. But <laughs> just when you do want to get a pulse on what's happening, watch something like sort of funny that that downplays that. You know, like that kind of makes light of the situation. And, and there's some things that are not funny. And, yeah. And and I I do think that you will recognize that i think yes there's some things that are funny and silly and you laugh and like how stupid are we like god we're so dumb but then there's things you know that will will cause a little fear in you and that's that's why i don't watch tv is because it's full of fear it's
0: so fear-based it is so fear-based
1: it is extremely but and, and but that's what the networks have figured out sells so they're gonna do it. That's fine. You know, whenever yeah. you do your thing, I'm not gonna sit up here and, and and you know bash TV and media and all that. They're doing whatever they do. I used to do it. Uh, you know, I said <laughs> not in not in the political sense or not in, in the everyday news, but I do. I did media for a while. So not bashing it or saying it's such a bad thing, but you gotta understand how to digest it, and how to process it. You right. know, if you're taking it in for what it is, word for word, you're you're going to be in a reactionary state and it's going to cause a great deal of fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I do think that uh you know, the ego is a, is a, is a difficult subject to to handle because um, a lot of people don't really understand it. And and the, the go for it um event, the go for it nonprofit that I that I currently um, am working with, that's exactly what we are doing. We're taking underprivileged inner city kids, um, kids of color, um, not even color, it could be any race, but inner city underprivileged youth, 13 to 24 year olds. Mm. And we're teaching them these simple things that we just don't, you know, we're, we're throwing out keywords to these kids so that they can understand and hear it. And it's not only, I know we, our backbone is financial literacy and entrepreneurship, but we're also very, you know, when you come into our events, they're very, very um, light. You know, it's it's not a teaching seminar. It's not a conference. It's a very light atmosphere. We try to really inhabit the kids, um, the lobes that they just don't use in, in classroom. That they just turn off as soon as they walk into the classroom because it's the same. It's the structure and it's being told how to think. That's you know, right. Instead, yeah. of, instead of being taught how to think. Right. And so we're trying. And I'm heavily. I'm a big ambassador of just trying to help these kids and people. Just people in general learn how to learn and understand that we don't know everything. And the minute you do think you know everything, you're in a world of trouble. That's right. And so that's one of the things that that I help with, with. Go for it.
0: Um, so wait I uh, a, can I can I um, ask you a couple questions so absolutely. you guys hold events and then you're there at the events and then you guys are assist, like these events are structured in a way that are helping um, the youth kind of start questioning things is that what I'm hearing
1: not even questioning we just what we like to do is we use subtle words because I don't like Using words that people think will turn them off, such as meditation, uh, spirituality, um, those kind of things. If it's not talked about in their households, um, in our culture, in our Western culture, are immediately turned off. they you know, if their parents hear that, they'll never be back in another one. They'll, you know, they'll shun it and, and say, you know. Whatever they want to say about it, Uh, but what we do do, we do use is the words ego. Um, We do use awareness. Um, We do use communication. Uh, We do use uh, higher self. You know, capital S self. And so we use simple, basic terms like that, and and that seems to inspire them to ask more questions and it's not to detract from their educational process. It's to, it's to enhance it. Um, because like I said, we're trying to, we're not trying to tell them what to learn. Um, we're trying to teach, we're trying to teach them how to learn.
0: Well, and I, I like, I like what you're doing. Um, so, you know, I work with youth, right. And you know, I work with like, uh, children and trauma and, um, my, the population I happen to work with um, are underprivileged and generally ch- children of color. And they they range from a younger age. So mine are anywhere from 5 to basically 19. And what I've been noticing, I love that you're doing this. So what I've been like observing, so I'm going into homes a lot of times or I'm going into schools a lot of times. Uh, And sometimes they're coming to my office. But I find that working in the field gives me a better pulse on what's going on. And what I'm noticing is that okay, these children already are already kind of like, odds are already kind of stacked against them, right? So like there's a lot of generational trauma and then there's a lot of generational poverty and then they're in schools that don't have as much resources. So there's just a whole slew of things that happen that a lot of like middle to upper class will never even know really exist unless you go. And then when I get to the school, what I've been noticing is like, a lot of the teachers are kind of um, not on the pulse as well because they drive in from different areas and work in the more difficult areas, and so they're not actually living the day-to-day things. So the expectation on how these children should behave is different when – you're taking into account that maybe they didn't eat from the night before, and their first their first meal was finally at breakfast um, through the cash, like uh, I forgot what it's called, but when it's granted to them in in oh. the cafeteria, and wow. and that that didn't really fill them up and then they are on medication that has been given to them and it really might not be a proper diagnosis so the medication's not making them feel well and they were up all night because parents were fighting or they moved to a new foster home and so there's there's just like this kind of I don't want to say lack of empathy, because I feel like the teachers have empathy, but it goes beyond that with really fundamentally understanding and putting yourself in their shoes totally to be able to hold the students. And then, of course, there's not just one student, it's like the majority of the students are, are so so there's this whole picture. So what I just implemented was I'm realizing working on one-on-one, it's it's great, but like systematically, it's not my soul's calling. Like I, I can affect so many more and help so many more if I can get into the system. And so I just like started um, talking to like the schools I work with about implementing a mindfulness program and a trauma um, trauma informed program for the staff and it's being received like actually well, like the schools actually want me to, I I, I told three schools and two already said yes. Like, and, and what I'm hearing is like, you're right. There are these trigger words that uh, parents will kind of um, press against if they hear and you're using things um, that are a little less, um, what word?
1: Invasive, you know, because you don't. It, and it took a while for me to get this um, and really understand it, because you've got to, it. There is a fine line, especially uh, even in, in what you're doing. Um, there's, there's just, in it, there's an understanding you gotta have to kind of have, so that you can get what you're trying to get done. And if that's if that's rewording something or changing a word here and there, so be it.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yes. You know, as long as you're getting your main objective done with, and your message across, uh, that is good enough. And if it's and,
0: helping them regulate and it's giving them more resources and helping them feel better, like, who cares what word?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a... There's definitely an, an openness, even by you. I commend you for doing for doing that. I wish there was more programs like that um, around the country. In fact, uh, there's just and, and that kind of kind of goes back to my point about as a social consciousness. We are having a little bit of an awareness shock. We're, we're having a little bit of a flash right now mm-hmm. um, because things are so rocky, and and at least that's the way we're perceiving it. And so it's like, man, where do I stand? Where do we stand? Where, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing here? What? And, and that's that questioning is actually a good thing. That's it's a, good a beautiful thing. We're not, we're thing. not asleep anymore. Um, well, and, do you know? And we're, man, we're slowly woke, waking up.
0: Well, do you know that that's what the Aquarian Age was um, about? Is entering into um, a heart centered space where we all can uh, live from a heart-centered space and achieve our dharma or life path or whatever. And and I think that that's kind of like, you know, I'm not really much into, I think it's pretty cool, but I haven't really gotten into it, like astrology or um, a lot of things of that nature. I think that um, I just haven't chose to study it. And it felt very kind of... Um, Although I believe that it has like an overarching theme that must have some base in reality, it felt very aloof or kind of airy to me. And I think it's interesting that like the entering of the Aquarian age is entering into a heart-centered space and having people fulfill their soul's purpose and become more heart-centered. And it does seem as if... Uh, there is some type of movement toward that. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, I really think it's, it's an important phase of, of our, uh, of our life and our generations and our age to see it and, and witness it. It's, it's definitely exciting, um, to kind of sit back and watch it and, and not being caught up in television so much. Um, it really does help and, and if I could advise people who do watch it a lot, try and taper back and see how just see how much how much different the world looks when you're when you're not plugged in. Mm. And um, you know, get a taste for it and if you don't like it and you're freaking out, go back to watching it, it's fine. <laughs> but um, for me it's it was intriguing to see how how different it still is. I haven't watched T V in years, even though I've I've been on tv i didn't even like watching myself um but are you you hypercritical
0: is that like because you're hypercritical of yourself or what's that about
1: (laughs) yeah that too that too but i i I don't watch you know it's even i don't really watch football that much Um, i'll watch it if it's on and and most people you know here are, are extremely you know bananas over it so wherever i go it's usually on i'll watch it and and take notice but i don't um I guess I'm not really attached to who wins or loses, you know. Like if if a team I play for is on and they're playing, yeah, I mean it's cool to see some guys on there that I, you know, played with and coaches that I know. But I, if they lose, I'm not like throwing my glass on the ground and like <laughs> my day is ruined. Yeah. You know? But um, you know, but that's that's just kind of the space that 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 I'm in right now, and and I do have things. Um, that are very sensitive in, in in life in my life personally that I that I'm very sensitive to such as right before we just talked is you know my daughter and teaching her manners and, and how to speak to people um, those things um, I'm sensitive and, and more aware of and and want to affect more than I do um, that I'm worried about. Uh, you know the, the drought out here or, or what the status is of july 4th traffic and things like that like i'm, I'm just not interested in that stuff i'm more interested in um, the day-to-day lives of, of my children and myself and 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 our consciousness of growing growing and and really maturing consciously um, to me is is something that i've learned is is greatly important and and it's not by coincidence that it it, that it's kind of got me, um, got me by the arm and, and showing me the ways I think that's kind of what we are here to do I really do believe that and, and that's not saying oh you go quit your job and you just go live in the woods somewhere I'm just saying you are more mindful of your consciousness and, and be mindful of your ego and be mindful of your reactions identify them, don't identify with them but identify where you get stuck, where you're stuck. If it traffic, somebody cut me off, and I flip out and honk and go crazy. Okay, well, recognize that. Don't beat yourself up because you did that. Just take a deep breath. Maybe it's that night or the next day. You're like, oh, man, I freaked out yesterday on the freeway. Like, you know, what caused that? Why, why did I do that? And don't just say it trivially, really dig it, really ask yourself why you, why you would do that. You know, why am I like that? And, and that'll affect the change. It's, it's really, really simple. It just takes discipline and it takes the will to, to do it. And, and, um, I think everyone, everyone, not, I think, I know everyone, um, has to be, has the ability to to be more conscious and, um, to recognize, um, has the ability to, to recognize, has recognition skills. And, and obviously we all have will. So, um, I'm, I'm hopeful for, for our species. I'm hopeful for our world. I'm hopeful for our country. I'm not down. I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm not negative. Um, I'm hopeful.
0: I'm hopeful too. I mean, I, I've been, I've gone through like some spats of like, disappointment and anger and I've and even hopelessness at first but I think all in all after it's all said and done right what I think's most interesting what I think's most interesting is that we went from Obama who I love to Trump right and really the state of affairs for day-to-day life isn't much different like it is as much as like go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: No, I'm disagreeing.
0: So, so there's something about that, that but then I also, but then also there, there is also something to be said about, um, there are some things I have like witnessed because of the demographic I work in that Trump did directly affect. And so I can't just say it blindly doesn't affect anything, but I think like for the m- most part i'm i'm hopeful and it's just this is what happens with politics it kind of swings right it qu- kind of swings left it's a little bit nutty like all politicians kind of have their thing some will be loved some will be hated i mean it's just kind of it's actually kind of the pattern so and and then i also think like there's some some sense of like um my my soul's journey to have to be an advocate and to continue to work towards the things that I consider being right or, uh, toward justice. And so there's like this fine balance I'm finding in the midst of all of this to be part of and to engage in without losing hope, I guess is what I'm saying. And also I kind of wanted to piggyback with something you said Two things actually. Because you're moving, are you going to be able to do go for it where you're moving to? Oh
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: And when and and I kinda interrupted you because like I was like, Oh my gosh, that's brilliant with the verbiage. <laughs> uh but so so do you guys hold these things like at schools or are they monthly or are they like what how do you get or like yeah, so what
1: so right now we have them in Milwaukee. Um, right now, and it's at the Adult Learning Center in downtown Milwaukee, and um, that's going on, we're, we're going to have our fourth one, wow, um, our fourth one, September 9th, and then I'm going to have one here at, um, in Los Angeles at, um, at my high school, at Dorsey High School, um, on October 14th, and then I'm going to have another one in Charlotte, North Carolina later on in that year. Um, date is yet still to be determined, uh, but it'll be sometime in November, maybe January after the holidays. So, yes, it, it's, it's a growing program. It's a national program, and we plan on doing more and more cities. As more and more people find out, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Like We want one here. Um, yeah please please come to our school and so we are are trying to oblige we're we're looking for donors and trying to get fundraising to be able to do this because we are a non-profit so we are um, steadily trying to I mean I'm on the road constantly meeting with people to just get them aware of the program and to get their support in any way we can Um, so it, it is a growing it's a slow growth which I kind of like, I like the organic growth and and taking our time and doing it the right way. I understand the issue. I understand that it's like, I wish every city could adopt something like that right away. But I think to do something right, you got to do it. You got to take your time and make sure it's all done organically and 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 the way it should be and not rushed so
0: well um, and and like i like that you're using the word organically so like it will it will move as fast as it's supposed to right so maybe not right now but it might like just boom at one point because it will be time you know
1: right yeah yeah and uh, if a donor came on and said hey here's a million dollars run all the programs you need across the country We don't have the resources to do that, so that's not organic. You know, that's just you're just kind of throwing a steroid into the situation and and hoping for the best. And that's not that's not the kind of problem we have. It it took us a while to get here, and it's going to take us a while to get out. And so we've got to do it methodically. We've got to do it with consciously, and we've got to do it um, in a way that is not pushed, and instead of more or less taught. Teaching people how to do it themselves, how to, how to think for themselves, how to prep for themselves, and and I understand completely the socioeconomic situations of, of youth, especially the ones you deal with. It's it is not easy. It the is not easy. Not, the, the environments themselves. It's not are not environments for growth. They're, they're very very destructive, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why. I am specifically tailoring to inner city and underprivileged kids. I love that you're doing that. It's where it's needed most. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's other, there's other, you know, communities and, and economics that, that need it. But they right now, these communities need it. The yep, most.
0: I agree. I fully 100% agree. Um, and then you also touched on, Oh, okay. And one more question about it. So is it like, um, Do you go into the school for like a whole week, or is it just a day thing? Or
1: So it's just on Saturday. Um, We're not allowed to, we're not, you know, we're not in all these school districts, so we're not allowed to do it during the school day or during school time. It's either got to be an after school thing or on a Saturday. And so we go in on Saturday, and uh, we're pushing to go. Um, If funding keeps going away, we'd like it to go. We'd like to get it going a quarter, every quarter, visiting um, these same communities cool. over and over, cool. um, just so that it, the, satur- the saturation rate is, is up there. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we hope to do it a quarter. The LA one is going to be the first time, and Milwaukee, it's quarterly. Oh. Um, if if not biannually, um, but so that one's up and running very well. The LA one, I hope to be there soon, and I'm, pr- I'm very optimistic that it will be. And so we're just taking one city at a time. And yeah, I'm kind of the, the ambassador going to these cities and prepping and getting everything ready and lined up for for the whole kind of kind of for the circus to come in town to um, really expose um, everyone from from kids to to young adults to. Just um, the outside world, and, and what's interesting is that I'm making all these connections in Hollywood, I'm, I'm meeting with producers and other athletes, people that I've just failed to realize were in my backyard and, and really would have no other reason to meet and, and conversate with. But I'm, I'm I'm bringing them to that community too, so I'm educating them them as well. That's awesome. Uh, as well as those kids, so it's really a good thing to watch and see um, how uh, you know just adults, you know, successful adults come back and they really can see what they're what they're impacting and and see that this community is. I mean, Hollywood is is six seven miles from my high school which is in in south central los angeles yet um it's worlds apart yeah you you drive through them both and it's worlds apart so bringing them there uh bringing hollywood there or even just other you know tv personalities or or actors or whatever to those communities is, is so huge because then those kids get inspiration they see that oh there is Outside of the environment that I am in, right. and as bad as it is, there is these, there are these dreams coming right. true. Right, right. And, and they and they lose focus of that when they're in that that de- deadening um, darkness of the, of the communities they're in. And I'm just trying to keep those lights on as as much as possible and keep those hopes alive. Yeah,
0: that's really wonderful. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. They're so lucky to have you. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's great. Um, and then the one other thing you mentioned, and then I know that we're getting to time, is um, you were talking about being a parent. And I think, actually, as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that was something we were going to talk about, about how the trajectory of this path of becoming conscious and choosing into consciousness and being a parent on top of it, and then you and I also share being um, single parents, right? Like we're not w- with our partners, and like right. what th- what that looks like, I mean, it is so intense
1: <laughs> Yes, it is and and you talk about change, um, that's to me the glaringly uh, overwhelming example of change is our kids. Um, we. What I've noticed is that I, in particular, um, have gotten stuck in being an adult and being a parent. And, and sometimes I talk to my kids like I'm the parent instead of another human being that understands what's going on or trying to understand what's going on. And instead of talking to my kids... Um, I'm trying to talk with my kids. I'm learning to talk with them. Yeah. And, and to have them I want to hear what they have to say as well. And mm-hmm. and not discount it as like, well, it doesn't matter I'm the parent. I I don't believe in that.
0: Neither do I. Um
1: and and you know, if you're listening and you do that's fine. I just don't believe in that. And so um the benefit I see in doing that is that I if if it reminds me that oh yeah, like she's just she's just human too and and she's learning this whatever it is and she's struggling struggling or stumbling or whatever it is she's growing now how am i going to assist her in that in that process right. and, and and as a parent i feel like my responsibility is to keep my my children safe provided for keep a roof over their heads but also to assist in their growth because they're just younger versions of you. They're just little miracles of you.
0: Right.
1: And you got to appreciate them in that way and cultivate them in, in an environment, you know, as best you can, an environment that that helps them feel as though they are part of that environment instead of separate from it. Or like it's, it's me against the world and everybody hates me and you don't know anything, you know, like, no, <laughs> that's not the way to go. I, I'm, I'm, at home, we try to to cultivate an experience and a mindset that no, you are very much a part of your environment, it, very, very much. You wouldn't believe how your mind state, your mood, and, and your intentions dictate the world that you live in in every second, every moment. Even at school, if you're in a bad mood and you don't, want, you didn't do your homework and you're anxious. Guess what? You're day is going to be anxious. You're going to walk in school and it's going to be pretty hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you create all that you individually create that. And, and you're just like a leaf on a tree. You know, you're, you're, you're on the tree, but you're an individual leaf and you can wave differently and you can look differently. And sometimes you're going to fall off, but you're still part of that tree. And, and we're all, you know, connected in, in some way, shape or form. Um, especially energetically and and consciously, Uh, but I don't even go that far with them, but I just try to give them basics, understanding, and and giving them them the opportunity to speak and to be heard, even though I know what they're going to (laughs) say, and I, I know why they did it, to let them speak it so that they can hear their own ego and hear where they got caught. So that they can cultivate that sort of awareness. So that they're like, oh, you know what? I saw where I messed up. Like, I thought that she said this, and I shouldn't have, and I should have just asked her, and blah, blah, blah. You know, kids, my daughter's 12, so we're going through this whole 12-girl thing <laughs> that is.
0: Oh, good luck. Oh,
1: good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, as, as tedious as a task it is, I, I appreciate it, and, and, I, and I embrace it. Uh, But I'm also trying to to teach her along the way that, um, you know, being mindful is, it it knocks out a lot of this stuff. Understanding where that thought came from, why you thought that thought, and talking it out. Just hear yourself say it. Sometimes you answer your own question if you hear hear yourself say it.
0: I love that you're (laughs) saying that right now, like, I don't know why, but that hasn't, like struck me before about, you know, uh, Isaac will say something over and over and over (laughs) to get his way. And I, I, I raised a little negotiator. So part of it is my, my doing. And I'm happy about that. Like, I think that like, negotiation has gotten me far in life and so and i've met so many people who w- weren't born with that skill set and what wasn't taught it in their family system and they're brilliant people and how they were just like they've they're underpaid or not doing what they want because they don't they don't feel value and comfortable in advocating for themselves and so so at a very young age <laughs> i let Isaac start negotiating but the <sighs> kickback has been like He pushes up against the boundaries all the time because he thinks that there's wiggle room. And sometimes there is absolutely not wiggle room. And um, he'll repeat something over and over and over. And and we're to the point where when he's pushing up against that boundary, I'm not wiggling, and he's, like, repeating himself, I will, like – interrupt him and he'll be like you interrupted me and this is like and I'm I'm, and then I'll say I'm sorry mommy interrupted you I'm working on that that's what I say but this what this little gem you just gave me a gem like I will now be able to do it I think easier because I will hold it in a different way right like sometimes I'm just like oh my gosh but Because I'm in my stuff at that point. But, like, I can hold it in a way in which, like, oh, yeah, let him hear himself say this thing however many times he needs to. And it will – I won't actually have to say anything at some point, right? Like, I mean, because, like, we do come to our own conclusions. Like, and that's why talk therapy, although it's not my um, way of working in the world primarily, but that's why talk therapy is so helpful for so many people. Like, That that is why, and it's brilliant what you just said. I love it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: I feel like (laughs) I will be able to hold this little place I've been butting up against mm, like better, and I'm really (laughs) excited. I'm really excited about it.
1: Well, good, 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 good. I'm glad.
0: Yeah, it's a trip. It's just a trip. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you. For me, um. And I think it's because I've been doing all of my own therapy with the somatic experiencing. And so I'm becoming more embodied than I ever had been before because that wasn't – just because of my trauma, I just – my little system was set up in a very disassociated way. And uh, so what I'm noticing is, like, as I embark on my journey into my body, that, like, I'm much – I I was always emotional before, but I'm much more in touch with my emotions, so they feel much more powerful, or they sweep me away a little bit more or something. And so what I'm finding, like Isaac, this morning we had like this, and and these are the type of things that I'm like, wow, like being a conscious parent is so beautiful. Like I was able to meet him in such a beautiful way, and so hard. Like, holy... So he w- we, we took this morning, and I have a job that as long as I do all of my work, it doesn't matter what my day looks like. And it's summertime, so we took this morning, and I brought him to summer camp a little bit late so we could, like, swim together. And we were getting ready in the restroom with our sunblock, and we are putting it on. And he said to me, hey, Mommy, am I ever going to get to see this friend? And unfortunately – Most of his friendships I've been able to maintain through, like, my craziness of all my transitions and then also our moves and things of that nature. Because although I feel like I'm a good mom, I haven't had the most stable of an environment for him yet. And that makes me feel like crying. Um,
1: That's that compassion I'm talking about (laughs) with yourself. Yeah, cultivating thanks. that, yeah. and that's what—that's what these experiences are. They are here to teach us. Yeah, it's not an accident. Um, it's for you to grow from, for you to see and to notice and acknowledge, and and the process, in a, in a healthy way. Yeah, Because thank
0: you.
1: he's here to help you as well as you are to help him. Yeah, in this world.
0: It's true. Yeah, it's so true. And, um, yeah, so he asked about this little friend that he loved so much. And I, in in a peak of one of my transitions, um, I had a falling out with um, a friend. And I was reactive, so I behaved in, you know, not the most skillful way, which caused an end to a friendship. And, I mean... There was a lot to it, I'm not going to hold all the blame. But there was a lot to it. But like my my harsh words ended up ending a friendship, and Isaac still misses his little buddy. And it's like one of those things. Like I can't provide to him something he's asking, and it. And so I looked at him and I was like, and it's been like two and a half years, maybe three now. And I said, I'm sorry. You really miss your friend. And he said, Yeah. And my son's not emotional. I'm a therapist, right? So, of course, I have a kid who doesn't like to talk about feelings that often. And, (laughs) you know, just to add a layer of, like, what are you thinking? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I do miss him. And I said, you know, and I was looking at him in his eyes, and I could tell he was almost ready to cry. But he's not going to cry. And I just said to him, I am really sorry, Mommy can't make this better and sometimes as much as we try in the world to do the right thing or make things better sometimes we just can't and i'm really sorry that i can't make it better for you and i love you and i'm sorry you miss your friend and we just sat for a second and i was kind of like crying and he hugged me and i hugged him and i and he said that's okay mommy I, I miss him, but I'm okay. And I was like, okay, I, I know you're okay. <laughs> and, and then we went swimming and, um, and like that to like sit with him in that deep way, uh, was so wonderful. And it was so hard, right? Cause I have to butt up against all the places that, um, I feel like, you know, Um, I'm human and and failed in ways, right? And and that's like part of the consciousness journey, right, is owning those things and having the conversation around those things with people we affect, but I guess I just never, when I started and had Isaac, never envisioned that uh, this is how it was going to go, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like yeah, not to downplay the situation at all, any, but it sounds like you were your ego and Isaac was your compassion. And he was forgiving and able to look past, yes, it stung and it was, oh, yes, I miss my friend. That's still compassion. Yeah. Missing someone is compassion and love. And so, and he also forgave you. It's like, mm-hmm. it's okay, mommy yeah <laughs> like it's, it's all good let's go swimming yeah uh, it's just that non-identification that non-attachment to those those feelings that are natural um but when you can not cling to them so much you know you dwell in them you see it you notice it and then you you go on with your day you know yeah. understanding that you yeah. know you don't you don't let it consume your whole being and you know, wreck, you know, other relationships or your, your, your growth that day. And, you know, we, all our days are numbered. And so, yeah, don't have any to waste, to to throw away.
0: That's right. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's also like kind of the paradox of being more embodied is before I just didn't feel this stuff. So it's like I'm kind of feeling it for the first time, so it kind of, like, it's a little bit overwhelming at times. Um, and it's, like, where I need to be in order to not, I it's just, I feel like I'm where I need to be. It's just kind of an interesting process. The whole thing's been just a super interesting process.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it always is.
0: Yeah. But seriously, I am so happy that, we are able to share like this and somehow throughout all the years, like our paths cross in different ways. And it's such an honor. And, um, I just, uh, on behalf of everybody in the world, who's going to be affected in a positive way with your, um, nonprofit work. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you.
1: Um, it's, it's my honor. It is
0: truly my honor. Yeah. Mine. I feel like mine, mine, no, mine.
1: Uh, and
0: thank you and uh thanks
1: for having me on it's always a pleasure to to talk with you and to um hopefully affect others in, in whatever way i can um in in this in this lifetime and and be helpful to you and and your listeners and to help to help you grow something that's that's vitally important in, in our culture and in our society right now, and that's that's awareness, consciousness, spiritual growth, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's that, and and that's that's important for us all to to really take heed and value, um, because um, as we know, there's others, there's, there's some that that pass on um, without such knowledge, and and um, some in our in our history that have um, experienced it all and so um, we are um, daily going through that, that learning process of, of growing whether we uh, not saying that we all are going to become Buddha or should become want to become Buddha or Christ but we all have that in us um, yeah. we've just we've, we've just forgotten it mm. um, you know like everything I've told you today It's nothing that you didn't know. You just have forgotten. That's right. And I've just reminded your something, your awareness, your soul, your Holy Spirit, whatever your belief system is, I've just reminded you of it. That's all.
0: Yeah, and that's what I love about, like, what, like, the podcast and kind of, like, the direction I'm going is, like, I, yeah, it's like a prism effect, right? We, like, sometime, like, this time, you, I feel like, deeply impacted me in ways, like, well, I feel like all my podcasts, I I get deeply impacted, but I feel like at times, like I'm impacting the other more, or sometimes it's me and like, and it is, it's just a reminder of like truth, right? Like that was already living within us and we need somebody to reflect it. And, um, thank you. Thank you for, I mean, it's like, yeah, this is why I love consciousness and healing and uh, it's like, yeah, I needed, I needed that message, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> you know. Well,
1: that's great. So thank hopefully you. I could, glad I could be a re- living reminder, and, and, and hopefully more in the future.
0: Yeah, and good luck with your transition, and I'm sure we'll be in contact, and I will keep you in all of my like prayers and meditations while you're going through it all.
1: Mm, absolutely, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and thank you again. Take care, and have a wonderful weekend.
1: Oh, thank you. You too. Enjoy. Thank you. Get outside.
0: I know. I am. Good. Have a good
1: night. All right. You too.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening.